Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish um, on Clubhouse. Welcome to Legitimizing Our Business. Uh, This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time hearing my voice or seeing my face and you're like, who's this lady? Why should I listen to her? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have your articles of incorporation, getting your... um, getting your uh, EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have contract templates for clients and partners, brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas, and hiring and training and strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you do all of these things. If you're wondering why I'm qualified, I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making uh, business and legal um, education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. So that is why I'm here to help you learn those things. All right. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for some legal guidance, that is what I'm here for. Um, You can go to the link in my bio, wherever you are watching me, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, and you can book a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can download the free biz launch cheat sheet. I've pinned that to the top of the room for clubhouse. Um, that is the document that I've created for all of you entrepreneurs out there so that you kind of have a checklist so you can make sure you're dotting all your I's and crossing all your T's, um, to make sure your business is legitimized. Um, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can access many of my digital products. I make a, I do, create a lot of ebooks and video trainings. And it's also where you can subscribe to my different social media platforms if you want to follow what's going on with me. All right. So Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where it's at if you want to get in contact with me. Okay. So now we have uh, gone through the business piece. Let's get to the reason why we're here. All right. Um, uh, Brittany, do you, uh, Brittany, do you mind if I make you a moderator? You can feel free to decline, but, um, you know, I would like someone to be able to moderate for me, um, while I'm on Clubhouse. Thanks, doll. Let me make you a moderator. Okay. So, uh, here is how the show works for those of you who might be new. So, uh, I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories that, um, you know, my followers send me. I get a lot of people DMing me in my box about things that they want me to talk about. And I choose the stories that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we talk about them, okay? So, this is a time for you to get involved, especially for you guys on Clubhouse. This is a great opportunity for you guys to be able to really, like, discuss these things with me in real time. Usually, when I'm other, on other platforms, I have have to wait for people to write in, but you guys can, you know, um, uh, Brittany will be so gracious to allow you up on the platform so we can really talk about this. All right. Um, so 
please don't be shy. If you have questions, raise your hand, uh, you know, and uh, we're going to have a great time and we are going to pull out all of these gems that you're going to be able to use for your businesses, particularly in trying to brand yourself in what can sometimes be an oversaturated market. Okay, so let's get started. Um, our first story of the evening, okay? If you have, um, if you are a fan of Kobe, if you are a Kobe fan, um, please, uh, if you are on Clubhouse, you know, tap your mic. And if you are on any other platform, give me a basketball emoji, all right? Um, we all know that, uh, you know, Kobe, he's one of the greatest basketball players, and unfortunately, we lost him tragically in a, uh, in a plane accident. But, um, you know, he, he left uh, a wife and four other daughters, and Vanessa Bryant has been very active in trying to keep the, the Kobe name not only alive, but, you know, bring it into new areas, new territories, and expand the Kobe brand, Okay. Um, and one of the things that Vanessa Bryant is out here getting into is the wine game. A lot of celebrities are getting into the wine game. I know Mary J. Blige, she just came out with one. Um, who else? I, what celebrity doesn't have some type of liquor out, right? But And Vanessa Bryant is no different. Vanessa Bryant has recently filed a trademark for Mamba Vino. If you didn't know, aside from Kobe's nickname being Mamba, he also had the nickname of Vino because they said that, you know, he aged like fine wine. Uh, so Vanessa Bryant is taking these two nicknames and she is um, slapping it on wine bottles for Mamba Vino 2024, Mamba Vino 8, and Mamba Vino 24. If you um, are not familiar, um, the numbers 8 and 24 were the names that, were the, excuse me, were the numbers that Kobe played in uh, under while he was um, a basketball player. So Vanessa Bryant is expanding the Kobe Bryant brand, the Mamba brand, um, you know, into the wine business. Now, I want to know from you guys, whether you are listening on Clubhouse, if you are watching on any of the other platforms, would you be interested in Kobe wine, in Mamba Vino? Would you purchase one? Um, let me know in the comments um, if you're on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, and if you're on Clubhouse, if you want to let me know why or why not you would be interested in purchasing um, or trying um, Kobe Bryant branded, branded wine, let me know. And uh, the beautiful Brittany will um, let you guys on the stage if you so wish, okay? Um and don't, don't be shy guys. It's, uh, I know, uh, yeah, don't be shy. I'm like, this is only my second clubhouse room. So if you're new here, I, I'm pretty new here too. Okay. All right. But yeah, so Vanessa Bryant, she's getting into the wine game. I can't blame her. Make your money girl. She got four kids to raise. Um, and, and a lot of bills, I'm sure. But why do I bring this story to you? Because this is the power of branding. Yes, Kobe Bryant, he is no longer with us. Vanessa Bryant lost her husband, right? But his name can live on forever. And that name can be very lucrative. When you have built up your brand, when you have built up your reputation, 
Um, you know, you can eat off of that forever, even after you've gone. That's the power of Kobe's name. Because he was so popular, because he was so loved, Vanessa can take his name and put it on products and continue to generate revenue for her family. So this is the power of intellectual property. It can allow you, your family, to feed themselves. Because, you know, Kobe did a lot great, a lot of great things during his life, right? Um, and unfortunately, that was cut short, but that doesn't mean that his name can't do great things later. So uh, you want to think about that when you are when you are building your brands, right? This is why you want to protect your trademarks. This is why you want to protect your logo. So even if you're not here anymore, your brand can still live on, right? Okay. Um, moving on to our second, uh, story for the evening. If you are, um, if you've ever eaten at Whataburger, if you've ever eaten at Whataburger and you are watching, give me a hamburger emoji. If you have ever eaten at Whataburger and you are on Clubhouse, um, uh, actually, Brittany, could you do me a favor, uh, if you wouldn't mind bringing everybody to the stage so I can see their mics, um, and then just everybody mute your mic, because I want to see if you can, like, you know, do the tapping, just so I can make sure that we have our engagement up. Um, thing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys do that, if you choose to come on stage. Don't feel like you have to come on up here if you don't want to. But yeah, so if you have ever eaten at Whataburger and you're watching, give me a burger emoji. If you've ever eaten at Whataburger and you're listening, give me a tap on the mic um, on Clubhouse, okay? Uh, thank you, Brittany. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, Whataburger, they are based in San Antonio, Texas. They have over 800 uh, different locations, um, and they have a pretty distinctive trademark. It is um, a, it is several like orange W's. It's like a huge W, but it has lines through it and it's orange, right? Um, and why am I talking about Whataburger today? The other day I was on, you know, I was scrolling through my Instagram stories and I was on my friend's story and I saw that she had a, a Whataburger cup and I was like, oh my gosh, that really looks like the Wonder Woman logo. So... I went and I did my Googles and I pulled up the Wonder Woman logo and I, I posted in my stories, I asked my audience, do you, you know, are these two logos um, too close for comfort, right? And most everybody said yes. Most of the people said yes, they were too close for comfort. But um, for those of you who may not know, um, you, it is possible to have the same trademark or the same name as long as they are in different industries. The most famous example of that is Dove Soap versus Dove Chocolate, right? Both names of the products are Dove, but because they are two products that do not intersect, one is something that you use to clean your body and one is something that you eat, they are able to exist in the commerce world, right? So I was like, okay, we've got Whataburger and Wonder Woman. Two different areas. One is a burger joint and one is, you know, a, a superhero. But we live in an age where everything has endorsements. And with the resurgence of the Wonder Woman um, movies, we had, you know, Wonder Woman 1989, all the ones that came out that started in, in 2016. 
Of course, you had different brands that were trying to partner with uh, the Wonder Woman movie to maybe sell some sell some more things um, and and make the and give the movie some exposure. So there was actually a little bit of crossover action between Whataburger and um, the people who created that Wonder Woman logo because. As you know, a lot of times um, food chains, they will partner with these movies and they'll say, oh, we've got the such and such meal, right? So I don't know, maybe McDonald's or Burger King was thinking of coming out with a Wonder Woman meal and you were going to use that logo. Whataburger was like, hey, there, um, you know, there could be some overlap here between us. Usually that might cause a lawsuit, but because these are two very large institutions, Whataburger and the, um, the Wonder Woman franchise, they basically carved out spaces for each other so that they didn't step on each other's toes. All right. When you are trying to choose what your logo is, what your trademark is going to be, what your name is going to be, you want to make sure that you are not choosing something that is already out there in the world, at least not in your industry, right? Like I said before, with Dove Soap and Dove Chocolate, they have the exact same name, but they do two different products so they can coexist. Now, if another um, competitor came and was trying to make their own Dove Soap, that would be a no-no. If another competitor came and was trying to do some type of Dove Chocolate, that would be a no-no. But because they are in two different industries, they are able to coexist. So Whataburger and Wonder Woman, before there were any problems, they basically laid out, you know, the, the outlines Here's the lines that you don't cross, and here's the lines that we don't cross so that we don't have any problems. And in that respect, that is why the Whataburger um, logo and the Wonder Woman logo, they can continue to coexist with very little friction. Because even though there's a possibility of overlap with these endorsements, they know where their lanes lie, okay? So if you ever find yourself in a space where... Um, you know, you, there may be some overlap between you and another brand. Check out, you know, are we doing the same thing? Are we doing something similar? Or are we significantly different enough that, you know, people aren't going to mistake us for one another? Okay. Um, so before we move on to our next two stories of the evening, I want to stop real quick and see if anybody has any questions about um, the concepts that, um, or about the stories that we've talked about. A lot of these stories have to do with um, intellectual property, meaning trademarks, copyrights, things like that. This is something that is going to come up very often um, in your work, especially in these days. One of the things that I like to say is that the barrier to entry to business is very low these days. All you really need is a social media page and a way to, um, to, to, to get to collect payment. But, um, in a, in, in, in that same respect, it is easy for brands to overlap each other. People also just jack your brands. We've heard so many stories of smaller business owners who get their brands jacked by larger ones um, because they have more money and they're able to, you know, slap the money down to, to get a trademark. So it's really important that you are aware of how intellectual property can benefit you even in the beginning phases of your business because there are so many businesses that have been saved by the fact that they were that they took the time to secure their intellectual property so that when another um when another uh when another brand comes by and they're trying to jack them they can be like hey no 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 we've got our official paperwork you need to like get out of here okay all right 
So, um, and also I wanted to remind you guys that if you just came in the room, uh, you're watching NPL Legal Dish or you are listening to Legitimize Our Businesses on Clubhouse. Um, this is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business or you've been in business for a while and you are trying to get your, uh, your, your legit game together, you're trying to get your paperwork. Um, I'm a licensed attorney who likes to help small businesses and entrepreneurs legitimize their businesses. That's what I do. So go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm and book yourself a free 15 minute consultation today. Okay. All right. Moving on to our third story of the evening. All right. Uh, if you have a gamer in your life or if you are a gamer, um, if you're watching, give me a video game emoji. If you are listening on Clubhouse, tap your mic so I can see you. Thank you, Brittany. All right. Um, I, I, anybody who knows me knows that I, I'm not a gamer. I, ha, I don't have the manual dexterity. Uh, I'm terrible. I play Candy Crush. That is the only video game I play, right? Uh, but gamer life is really big. And, uh, you know, and there are factions. If you have an Xbox, if you have an Xbox in your home, whether you use it, thank you, Sincere39, whether you use it or not, if there is an Xbox in your home, um, give me a hands up emoji, uh, or raise your, and raise your hands in, uh, on Clubhouse as well, because I want to see you guys. I want y'all up on the stage. If there is an Xbox in your home, I want you to give me a hands up emoji if you're watching, and if you're on Clubhouse, I want you to raise your hand and come on stage, because I want to know what you guys think about this next story, okay? If you didn't know, um, this year, this year apparently is the 20th anniversary of Xbox, okay? Um, and to commemorate, now, a typical Xbox, can, can anybody tell me how much a typical Xbox costs? What is the general cost for an Xbox system? I don't know because, thank you, Sensei 39, I don't know because I don't play video games. Who can tell me the average cost of a video, uh, of um, an Xbox uh, video gaming console? Sensei 39 said $400. Okay, $400? Okay, so I want to know what you guys think about this. So to celebrate Xbox's 20th anniversary, uh, Xbox has partnered with Gucci to come out with a Gucci branded Xbox. This is um, a box. It's a carrying case that comes with a console and two controllers and it's etched um, and it has the Gucci logos etched all over the consoles and the controllers, right? Um, and there are only 100 of these Gucci Xbox uh, systems being made and they are selling them for the low, low price of 10 thousand dollars right now who can explain to me why an xbox that typically goes for four hundred dollars is probably going to be able to be sold for ten thousand dollars what is what is the upsell factor and how does this tie in with the power of intellectual property trademarks right um who can explain mm -mm. All right. Just because 
Gucci has premium pricing and it's known as a premium high-end brand. And when you add that brand to um, Xbox, it increases the value. Absolutely, right? Um, think about that. What's that, that brand? Um, Virgil Abloh, Off-White, right? They sell regular, they sell basically decorated Nike shoes or whatever. But the moment, the moment they put the off-white label on it, that item skyrockets in value, okay? It's the same thing with the Xbox Gucci collaboration. Gucci is known to be expensive. Gucci is known to be limited. So with this collaboration, Xbox is able to do what a, a I don't know a thousand percent I don't even know what the markup is anyway they're going from four hundred dollars to ten to ten thousand dollars right and this is the power of trademarks now if they were if if Xbox was partnering with I don't know H and M you know it wouldn't be anywhere near that expensive but again your name your brand can command premium pricing the Gucci name commands premium pricing and that's why they are so strict about their brand that's why they don't want you out here making your own gucci branded um items you know i know that there are a lot of creatives out here to who like to make their own items but when you're creating you know your um your 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 gucci or your coach or your i don't know whatever brand things in your home with those products that you buy that's trademark infringement because you don't have a license to use that to use that symbol because the gucci name it's rare you have to have permission to use it sincere 39 said it's the gucci box i wouldn't buy it and bundles cost a little more thank you to um sincere for explaining that right so the Gucci name again it commands premium pricing if you build your name up where people can associate your brand with high quality with high prices you can command any price that you want that is the power of trademarks that is the power of intellectual property so you as a business owner you as a brand you want to protect your name you want to build your reputation this is why brands like Chanel like Gucci like Louis Vuitton they are very um, they are very selective about where and who sells their merch that's why you can't just go to Canal Street and buy the bag without getting chased down by the police that's why you know you're you're not you you can't just make your own even though I do see you guys with the materials on um you know on on Facebook and stuff and they look good I'm not going to say that they don't look good but understand that you're breaking the law when you use these brand names okay um so yes so the Gucci Xbox it's coming out it's going to be $10,000 um per per bundle it's uh there are only going to be 100 of them made I'm pretty sure they're going to sell out um, uh, but again, they can sell out because people know the Gucci name. It means quality. It means it's going to last a long time and you get like the pretty case. So if you're into, if you're a gamer and you're into luxury items, that's something that would interest you. Okay. So good for Gucci and good for Xbox. All right. And the final story that we are going to talk about tonight um, if you have ever purchased athletic apparel from Victoria's Secret, if you have ever purchased, uh, since you're not you funny, uh, if you have ever purchased athletic apparel 
from Victoria's Secret. Uh, give me, uh, tap your mic on Clubhouse, and if you're um, on, and if you're on any of the other platforms, give me an exercise emoji. If you have ever purchased athletic apparel from Victoria's Secret, okay. Um, so apparently recently Victoria's Secret, they had a campaign where they were promoting their, um, their athletic apparel, uh, as well as some exercise classes. And they were using the phrase sweat on point. Okay. Um, here's the problem with that. There is a company called iFit iFit is um, a company that provides, you know, online exercise programs, athletic apparel, and equipment. They're like, I, I guess you could call them like Peloton, right? But they're called iFit. And they have had a trademark on the word sweat since 2017. Uh, yes, they do sell that um, since they're 39. Um, so yes, so iFit has had a trademark on the word sweat since 2017 for um, an app that they have, for clothing, for products and for workouts, right? Um, and that is the, that is the name that they use for their products whenever you see them sold. So if you see the sweat, if you see the sweat trademark, um, you know that it is an iFit, uh, that it is an iFit, um, product. Again, like I said, the problem is Victoria's Secret was out here with their sweat on point campaign. And not only did they have a campaign called Sweat on Point where they were selling their athletic apparel, they used a model who was very similar um, in features to the founder of the iFit, uh, of the iFit company. And iFit, they are, they are obviously up in arms about this and they have sued Victoria's Secret for trademark infringement, Right. One of the things that I always tell my clients is you never want to build your brand on the back of another brand. You never know what might happen, and you don't want to be caught up out here with a trademark infringement lawsuit, right? It can cost you a lot of money. It can cost you a lot of time. Nike had to suspend a $20 million campaign because they violated a smaller company's trademark. Um... IFIT, while they may not be as well-known as Victoria's Secret, they took the time and took the, um, and had the forethought to trademark um, the word sweat for their products. So for Victoria's Secret to not only be using this phrase, and to, but to also use a model who looks like the founder of your company, there might be a false association between Victoria's Secret and iFit, and that is what brands don't want. Nobody wants their brand to be mistaken for another brand, unless you're trying to do something shady. Everybody wants to stand out in the market. Why do you want to be confused for another brand, especially one that is as big as Victoria's Secret, right? So, it doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter how small you are. When it comes to intellectual property, if you own it, it's yours. Another, A big brand can't just come and hijack it from you because you can always go to the court and you can say, hey, this is my brand. This is my mark. They're using it without my permission. 
make them stop, okay? So this is what iFit is doing right now against Victoria's Secret. They have filed a trademark infringement suit because Victoria's Secret is using the sweat the sweat trademark in conjunction with athletic apparel, which iFit also sells. They sell workout gear. Victoria's Secret sells workout gear. If you ha- if you're in a store, let's say you're in a neutral store and you see one um, pair of workout leggings that has, you know, sweat as the name, and then you see another pair of workout leggings that says sweat it out, do you think that there is a possibility that these two brands could be confused for each other? Would the average consumer think that these two, um, that these two products were made by the same company? And if you can say yes, you do not want that. Thank you, Brittany, for um, tapping the mic. If you can say yes, you do not want that. You don't want your brand out here being confused for another brand in the marketplace. You want to build your brand on its own two legs so nobody can kick it out from under you. I remember a couple of years ago, I covered a story. We all know Purell um, Purell sanitizer, right? Purell um, has always advertised that they kill 99.99% of bacteria. Um, and we also have heard of Equate um, hand sanitizer, which is the Target, Target or the um, Target or the or the Walmart brand of sanitizer. I forget which one. Anyway, they would always compare themselves to Purell and say that they also killed ninety nine point nine nine percent of bacteria, right? But then it was found that Purell only really killed about 70% of bacteria. And because Target, uh, the Equate brand had built its reputation off of the back that it was as good as Purell, the, the, the Target brand's hand, um, sanitizer was um, hit with a false advertisement um, lawsuit because they're saying if you're comparing yourself to Purell, there's absolutely no way that you can kill 99.99% of bacteria because Purell is only killing 70 of them. So this is why you don't want to use someone else's brand to build your own, okay? Now, um, those were the stories that I wanted to share with you today. Um, I, I do want to leave some time for, for questions for people in the audience, whether you're on Clubhouse, whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, this is your time. Uh, you can raise your hand on Clubhouse. You can ask your questions in the window over here on the other, um, on the other platforms. But for those of you who are new to this, this is the format of the show weekly. If you ever have a story that you want me to talk about where we demonstrate, um, you, you know, these concepts in business, please, um, you know, DM me, send them to me in my inbox. Um, if there are specific concepts that you want me to talk about, let me know as well. Um, in December, I will be bringing on uh, someone who I call my insurance bay. Um, last week when I was on here, I brought up the, uh, the, um, the concept of business insurance, and a lot of you were asking questions about that. I will be bringing on a business insurance expert at the beginning of December for you guys so you can ask all your insurance questions. But now is the time for you to ask questions about contracts, about getting your, you know, your articles of incorporation, your EIN numbers, your DUNS numbers, um, trademarks, copyrights, patents, 
uh, hiring and training strategies. If you have questions about any of that business bank accounts, now is the time to ask, okay? Um, so if you do have a question, please raise your hand. Brittany will bring you up on the um, panel, or if you have a question on the other platforms, put it in the box. I want to remind you guys, um, to, especially my crafters, make sure that you pick up uh, policies every craft store owner needs. It is um, a guide that I created. Uh, Brittany and I actually created it um, last year, and then I revamped it this year, made some changes. So if you um, are if you are making custom items this year, make sure you have your policies in order. Pick up policies every craft store owner needs. You can get it at Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. Monet Palmer asks, what's the best way to go about getting a trademark for your business? To get a trademark for your business, you have to um, go to the United States Patent and Trademark Office website. It is USPTO.gov. They have tutorial videos there if you want to sift through it. Um, the trademarking process can be a little bit daunting if you are not familiar with um, the wording. That is something that I can help you with. Um, if you are interested in self-filing for your trademark, that is um, a service that I do offer. But you can always go to the USPTO website and they have tons of tutorial videos there where you can essentially learn how to file a trademark. Okay, so USPTO.gov, Monet Palmer. Do we have any other questions? Any other questions? Mm -mm. Um, okay, uh, so I'll give you guys like one more minute to get your questions in. If there aren't any more, um, we can wrap up here. Uh, I will be on for the rest of the week. Uh, uh, well, not the rest of the week. I will be on Tuesday and Wednesday on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram only. I will be here on Clubhouse once a week, Mondays at 8 o'clock. So um, come join me. Um, bring your friends. If you have things that you want me to talk about, please bring it on up here. Uh, what else do I want to talk to you about or tell you about before we leave? Um... Yeah, so join me Tuesdays and Wednesdays on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I'll be here every Monday on Clubhouse. Please book your free 15-minute consultations. I do provide them for first-time clients. Uh, if you have not downloaded the BizLaunch Cheat Sheet, it is pinned to the top of um, the room on Clubhouse. That is uh, my free guide that I created to uh, help entrepreneurs check off all the list of things that they need to do to legitimize their business. Um, yeah, so I think that, uh, we are good now. Do we have any other questions? Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. You guys have been absolutely wonderful. Um, I cannot wait to interact with you and I will see you on the internet, uh, tomorrow. Bye guys. <laughs>